everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your podcast where we talk about spirituality, identity, and poetry. Today we have a wonderful special guest, my wonderful friend, Leah. She is um, someone very special to my heart who I met whew, back in college, Valdosta, during a time... <laughs> So I'm always going through things, you know, we talk about identity through um, on here and wow, I think I met you right before I started studying abroad, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like such a real struggle. You like always used to twist my locks, you know, <laughs> you used to always have me That's like. That's <laughs> weren't even locks yet. Exactly. My baby, my baby locks, my baby dreads. Wow. I was even thinking, I was like, wow, I need to get my hair twisted. Everyone's looking at me. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know? You know? Tomorrow, I will get them twisted. But yes, Miss Grant is here with me. And I just feel so honored that you're willing to <laughs> share your story. Thank you. On this platform. Um, so yeah, once again, we met in college at Valdosta State. Shout out to the Blazers. And <laughs> it's so funny, like, that even being the mascot. Um and we won a championship this year. Yeah, they did. Shout out to them boys. They was undefeated Mm -hmm. the whole season. Can't remember their actual (laughs) score ratio, but I know they did that, so shout out to them boys. But, um, so today I just wanted to talk about, you know, a little bit of identity and then this identity being a married woman, you know, and in this day and age it's like it's very different you know for millennials and like you've been in the game like Mm. some years now so you a vet we're trying to get like you (laughs) so i want to talk about that hear your story you know share your voice and you know later on find out how you're on your way so tell the people who are you i am a wife (laughs) i am a homeowner i am a career woman i i am literally everything at this point you wear numerous hats once you get married right but i'm a career healthcare consultant Mm -hmm. but i'm a wife as soon as i get off of work i'm a dog mom of two dogs so you wear everything i'm a cleaning lady on saturdays Mm. what's your favorite hat to wear probably being a wife yeah it's very fulfilling how long have you been married three years okay and so, tell us about your husband, your relationship. <laughs> how did how'd you guys meet? How did you, you know, get to three years? A lot of prayer. So, it's the craziest thing how we met. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I told you. I don't even know if I... So, I clearly have gotten into a million car accidents mm-hmm. throughout my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But this is my sixth car, I think I'm on. Um, but we were turning up, you know how Trinis do? Mm-hmm. And my aunt ran into my car drunk. Okay. In the driveway. And I'm like, damn, I have to go get a rental car. I still have my apartment down in Valdosta. And this okay. was like May. So I had just graduated, just drove up here, and she ran into my car. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to go get a rental car so I can get myself oriented mm-hmm. and figure out, like, what I'm going to do. Okay. So I go into Enterprise, and I met Justin. Okay. And I, they were talking about bowling. And he was like, well, do you want to go bowling? Speaking to me. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to go bowling. Like, I'm not even in the mood. Like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you should come bowling with us. I'm like, okay, whatever. So That's I nice of you because I would have been like, you know me. I didn't even give him my number. I went to 
into the car and I was trying to put in my sister's address to figure out where I was going from the enterprise. And he just so happened to have to take out the trash. So he came outside trying to take out the trash and I was still sitting in the car. Well, he took that upon himself as, oh, she must be waiting on me. Oh, and I just took it by myself as, oh, he must be stalking me. So he yeah. came and he was like, hey, so are we going to go bowling or what? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I did not show up to bowling. Okay. I'm about to say, because I was looking at me, I'm like, she better than me. No, I did not go to bowling. Okay. So I told him I was sick, like, the but day you of, somehow like, changed numbers. Well, yeah, we exchanged numbers at the Enterprise. And he planned out this whole bowling date, and I didn't show up. I said, I was sick. I'm not going. And my sister was like, you're out of your mind. Like, just get out the house. Go. Like, why won't you go? And I'm like, I just don't want to be bothered. And she's like, Leah, just go. Like, he seems like a good guy based upon what you said. Like, Mm -hmm. you met him. It wasn't a bad encounter. Just go. So I'm like, whatever. So I text him the following day. I was like, listen, that's really not me to really, it is me. Right. (laughs) That's really not me to cancel the day of. I'm so sorry. Like, let's plan something. And he was like, okay, let's go to the movies. So I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, I'm fresh out of college. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to live in New York. What am I going to do in my apartment in Valdosta? Do I want to live in Atlanta? What am I going to be in life? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. So I was like, yeah, we'll go. But as soon as we got to the movies, I made it really clear. I was like, I'm paying for my own meal. I'm paying for my own drink. I don't want you to pay for shit. This is me. Okay. Just so I can kind of lay the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you never know. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the movie date went fine. And after the movies, I was working at the time. And he'll say, you know, I know you had a rough day. Let me come pick you up and let's go walk around the park. And you just tell me about your day. And I'm like, why the hell does this man want to walk around the park with me? Uh-huh. Like, this man must be a rapist. Like, what is your <laughs> under Exactly, ego? like, right. who sent you? Is this a Lifetime movie? Because mm-hmm. I've watched enough ID channel to know all the pre-signs. And no, he walked me around that damn park for about three months. Mm. Just, like, literally every single day. That was our daily routine. I would get off of work. Oh. He'll come pick me up. And he'll listen to me vent my entire day. And we used to do, like, laps around the park Mm -hmm. and when I was pissed off with him like he'll come I like I just don't want to talk to you today he'll bring me a little ice cream cone from McDonald's because it was cheap (laughs) it was a dollar so it's he didn't want to spend money on me at first because he wasn't (sighs) sure if I was playing him since I just wanted to keep going on these I mean and I'm about to say you set the boundary saying you was just you know paying for everything so and if it was cheap and what so by like the 10th park run I'm like okay I'm really liking this guy okay and I told him, I was like, listen, I I know what I'm going to be giving up if I get with you. Because <laughs> clearly because if, if I get with you, I'm not going to be playing games. If I'm going to be with okay. you, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to be thinking about moving to New York anymore. Mm. I'm not going to be worried about anything else. If I get with you, I'm going to be with you. Mm. So understand that if I get with you, I need you to be prepared to be with me. Mm. So... I don't know what other females you're talking to in Atlanta. I don't know what you're doing, but I like you. I'm just not willing to get hurt in the process of liking you. Right. So whoever you got, you need to let them go or keep talking to me. Mm-hmm. Either or, but you can't have both. Right. And he was like, well, I don't trust females. And I was like, well, I didn't give you anything not to trust. So if I'm going out on a limb and saying that I'm willing to trust you, and I don't even want to be in a relationship sincerely. Mm-hmm. You just, I just sincerely like you. You need to go out on a limb and trust me. Okay. And six years later, girl. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's being a wife, it's fulfilling because it's 
you look back at everything, like everything that you've went through, like we started off walking in the park and now mm. we have a home together mm. and we just like keep building. Like we've crashed two cars together, okay. got a new cars. Like you just keep building where now you look back at where you started and you're like, I'm fulfilled. I'm right. happy because now I've grown with someone. I have someone else I can look over at and talk about my accomplishments mm-hmm. and him sincerely understand because he's, he's been there. there. Mm-hmm. But I can talk about my hardships and him also understand because he's been there through my hardships at this point. Right. And even if he wasn't there before my hardships, because we've been together, he understands the hardships. Right. So I like it. That makes it like just work because it's like, Oscar always says, like, even in this time, like, so much has happened, like, so many good things, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just, like, can you imagine how it's going to be in the future? It's, like, exactly. So it's, like, though they may come those hard times, it's just, like, you have someone that you can reflect on. And that's a blessing because yeah. not that many people have that. Like, we always put that wall up because it's, like, you could have been, like, okay, bump this. We're just going to either keep walking mm-hmm. the park or just not even give the initiative for real and, like, or the chance, you know? Um... And sometimes we just have to act, so we just have to pray. <clears throat> I remember yeah. for me, like, when we started dating, it kind of felt weird because he's, like, super nice. He would always check on right. me and try to see me. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> but it was like, Issa, why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if it was any other dude, like, like I'm saying, who you're tripping on, you would be happy that yeah. he's hitting you up and trying to do things. So just, like, you need to get your stuff together yeah and i'm just like okay that's when i started to pray like lord help me be able to be nice help me be able to be loved like change Mm -hmm. me you know what i'm saying it was never like oh for him or like pray for this man it was always like for you because he was everything that like like god love is in a person it's just like why am i running from that you know and i feel like even in like like our relationship with God, sometimes we run from it. Like sometimes, you know, we may not go to church, or we may not read our Bible, we not, may not pray, but it's just like the love is still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just like sometimes how relationships are. Like sometimes we may not learn how to love them right or pay attention to them or call or check. You know, <laughs> so it happens. But um, it's all about growth and being able to see that journey because it's like I remember, like you know, when I first got introduced to God and like. Then I remember um, just certain experiences that like shifted my life. So it was just like you remember. We remember like when we first met our husbands. Like the day was just like it was like we were like dating like two weeks, and and we weren't even like <clears throat> together. We had like just met in two weeks, and it was just an ugly feeling. And I was just like, ew, this is a man I'm about to find the rest of my life with. <laughs> You uh-huh. always get that onsetting feeling like this is real, uh-huh. and that's when I had the conversation with him because I was just like, if I if I'm gonna take this leap, I would rather take it with him. Yeah. But it's also that like gut feeling like crap. This is really it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. God, how do you even know I'm ready? Exactly. Like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, I know that's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't say at that moment because it was just like it was shocking to me because. Um, I was at a phase where it was just like I was in my whole phase. I'm still ready to like live. I was like, okay, I think I was like 24 at that time, 25 at the time. And I was like, I'm not trying to like get married till 30, have kids maybe 31. Like, you know. You plan out your whole life and then it's like, nope, this is not how it's going to happen. Next year later, like, mm, yeah. Because now I think about it and I'm like, I got with you when I was 21. I just started living life. Mm -hmm. That was another reason why I didn't want to get in a relationship. Mm. It's like, 
my life just started. Yeah. I just started living. And mm-hmm. now it's like there was really nothing for me to lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I still lived life. It was just I thought there was going to be so much with me missing out on. And it's like, no, you just start living and doing it with someone else. Exactly. But you still do everything. So how is it living as a Trini American, you know, with the <laughs> African American, the upbringing, you oh. know, first generation feels? It's different. It's really different because in a Caribbean, in a Caribbean household, well, in Caribbean period, you stay with the person no matter what. You're with that person. Divorces don't happen. And when they do, it's like so unheard of, but you're just with that person. While in an African-American household, at least from my husband's, his mom wasn't married, his dad wasn't married to his mom. And it's like, you just don't see it as often in a Caribbean household. And then aside from that, like my parents have been together now going on 40 years and his parents weren't together. Mm. So I was raised in a household where I saw marriage and I love you was said to me so many times. And he was raised in a household where he didn't say marriage. He may have been loved, but he didn't see marriage the way I did. Mm -hmm. So it's different. Because I was raised now looking at my dad do things. And so living with him and with him being my husband automatically that's the only way i know so that's my expectation so i expect for you to do things like my father aside from the fact that i'm a daddy's girl Mm -hmm. but just because that's all i saw Mm -hmm. but i it took a while for me to understand like when i say a while i mean like within the past three months (laughs) that he wasn't racing that so I'm actually showing him the things that I was raising. But if you weren't raising those things, right. how do you know? So that's my shit. Like, my parents, you know, were together, but they got divorced. I was, like, in sixth grade. So I was, like, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's things of a man that I didn't see and I don't know. And there's also, like... I was so cold and I always had this wall. So, like, with Oscar, like, he's such, like, a great man that yeah. I just be getting so excited because he's so handy. And I be feeling bad because it's like, you know, my mom had to do everything to work. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's not like she didn't take care of home. But it was like, I was never taught to be like, okay, you clean this. Or this is, like, right. fashion. This is the home to create. This is how, like, you cook. I didn't really start cooking until college. You know, like, how to exactly. be a wife. So, it's just, that's very different for me. It's, um, it's tremendous, especially when you have two different cultures. Exactly. Because you know. my dad was, I mean, at least just for my household, and I don't even know if it's the Trini culture, but little things like you, I wasn't allowed to be at home all day and like not take a shower and just mm-hmm. be chilling. No, Literally. in a Caribbean household, you have to wake up and get dressed like you go into a ball mm-hmm. every morning. Mm-hmm. I got my hair done every single morning. But for the American household, it's not like that. Right. So if he's home, He'll shower, but he'll just put back on house clothes and chill for the whole day. Mm -hmm. And if there's mess around the house, he's not going to be worried about cleaning it up because that's not that's not in his nature. But in a Caribbean nature, cleaning the kitchen the night before and your house always prepared for guests, always your bed always made. Mm -hmm. It's it was just a shift in Mm -hmm. like, okay, so you're not going to clean the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, why like? Wait till the following day? What do you mean? What was the hardest shift, I guess, or cultural shock or difference between you guys? What was the cult? Yeah. The difference. I think, so even though he's from New York, a good amount of his family is down in the South. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not even, I wouldn't even say it was a cultural shift. I think it was more an identity shift. Okay. So both my parents are still here. And he lost both of his parents. Mm-hmm. 
So it was more of a, not even a cultural shift, but it was more of like a personal shift of understanding that some holidays, while they're exciting to me and I get Mm. all happy for them, he doesn't. Right. And like Mother's Day, that's when his mom passed away. So that's a Mm. constant reminder. Father's Day, that's a constant reminder. But for me, that's when I'm happiest because now I have something to be thankful for. So I wouldn't even say it was the hardest thing was a cultural shift. It was more of a identity shift to realize that it's not all about me anymore right i constantly have to think about how is this day and these words affecting someone else Mm -hmm. and i always feel like marriage is like putting a mirror in front of yourself it's like a reflection you know what i'm saying like you're looking to learn and to love this person like who you are because like you guys are one now it's not just like oh, this dude or someone I'm trying to talk to is like, you guys are one. You're looking at yourself because there's things that you may find that are upsetting to you that he does. It's like, okay, but these are things that are my takes, you know, and I'm just like, you know, rejecting. And so that's interesting to have that constant reminder in front of us because that's always allowing us to grow, especially when you have someone to hold you accountable of things, someone to support you and encourage you, someone to listen to you, you know. And there's times where you may have space, you know, and like, may not be able to understand but the fact that the passion is still there to be able to be like hey i care for you that much that this may bother me or this may upset me you know and having that is amazing you know yeah i mean culturally is not bad though because his family i mean being in brooklyn you see caribbean people all the time and then Mm -hmm. his family in south carolina they're more on the geechee side which is i learned that's very close to being caribbean Mm -hmm. even the way they speak i'm like are you guys sure you're not from Trinidad? Mm -hmm. but Culturally, I don't think it was it wasn't too much of a shift because he he saw it growing up just out in public. But identity wise, it's definitely a shift. Right. Um. So, I guess finding these shifts or riding the shifts has been interesting because um. <laughs> I don't know. You don't. You know, ne- I never thought like even though I, I remember I used to always say like, oh, I'm gonna marry a, like a Latino man. You know, I want my kids to speak Spanish. Like, I never really put effort, or I never thought because it's like I still wanted a black man. You know, <laughs> so I remember when I first moved to Puerto Rico, I was like only dating like Afro Puerto Rican men. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is what I wanted. Like, I was like I had a type. You know, and then when, um. I met him. I remember my friend named Sabai. She was like, you know, start dating people who are not your type, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, what do you <laughs> it's mean? It's a thousand percent correct. <laughs> All of my exes are like tall, football player looking, and just like the complete opposite. And Justin, it's like, I literally married someone that's almost identical to my father. Oh, like, my dad are the same. My. They do the same things that annoy me. Like, I can come downstairs when my dad is here and see exactly what my dad puts into a sandwich because all of it is still out. I come downstairs with my husband. It's the same exact thing. That's so crazy. I was, like, also realizing, like, you really marry someone who's, like, your parents. You know what I'm saying? Your father, especially if they're in your life, you know? But even both, like, there's both, like, my mom and my dad that I see in Oscar. And I'll be like, oh, my God. But that's how you know. That's how you... Exactly. Those are just signs. It's just, like, you know, and even (laughs) when it may... And that's why, also, you look for the good patterns and how you are able to 
continue to be together, mm-hmm. continue to like be able to make it through the trials and tribulations, and when the days you're gonna be like slap the shit out of them, but you right. shouldn't, you know, but you should hug and love them, you know, right, and all right. that fun stuff. But well, that's why we started, and I think I was telling you this, like that's why we created that book. That mm-hmm. we so, so tell everyone about the book because <laughs> they may not understand. So we have this book that we sent on top of our dressing table, and it's just like a regular journal. Um, but we only put good things in there, good things about us in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, thank you for paying attention today and picking me up flowers because, you know, I was having a rough day. Or thank you for grabbing dinner. I sincerely love you. But it helps because you, number one, can see, like, okay, this person isn't the dickhead that I am putting into <laughs> my head right now because I'm mad at him. Right. This person, like, is genuinely loving and this right. person genuinely cares for me because I have... A million pages worth of examples that show all of the good things this person has done for me right. is just right now I'm not happiest with you. Mm-hmm. But by the time you read through and you're- 25 examples of positive things that the person did to you, it's like the <sighs> issue that you had that is at that present moment is no longer even important because now you're reminded of all of the good that that person has. Yeah. So the journal, I think, has definitely helped us. That's beautiful. It it allows you you know what i'm saying to because sometimes it's like hard to reflect on the past but when it's like on good and positive right. feedback because like when, first of all when we're going through things we're like oh things are super hard but then like when we are over them and we're like oh it wasn't that bad you know because it's like right. we only think about the good things so that book is great because you're focusing on yeah. the good things i say next year i'm definitely gonna do one for just me though okay because as a self-care woman, self-love yes yes i'm all for it you you very quickly lose yourself because you're putting so much into the other person and that's why I think that's why most of the arguments happen because it's like do you, you not like, see all I'm doing for yeah. you like do you not see all I'm outpouring for mm. you so starting next year I'm going to do one for just me and write my own happiness in there okay I'm for it I'm so going to do that I, should, like, I can read we, I'll make sure you're doing it and you make sure I'm, do, I'm right. making that journal and it's helpful girl okay. we're going to do it okay so as we all come to a close, I end by asking my guests, you know, <laughs> how are you on this, your way? You know, because we are East's way. We're right. East, like, we're, I'm figuring out, you know, who I am on this journey, you know, my purpose and my life, and, you know, as a new wife, you know, right. and my many hats that I have as <laughs> well, you know. How are you, Leah, on your way? I am. I'm starting a new path, I think. Okay. And I say that only because so many different roles are changing recently for us. Yeah. Justin runs his own company now. Okay. I recently got promoted. We're looking at bigger homes. Like, so many things are changing that I feel like my way is being reformed. Okay. Like, spiritually, we're coming together. Good. Like, identity-wise, we're now becoming one. Because even though when you get married, you're one, you have to still grow into that one. So I think my way is now being formed. Like, my road is now coming to light for me. Okay. I don't know what's to come, but I know what I've accomplished. Blessings. And it's definitely a good road ahead. That's beautiful and a great way to end on a new path, on a new journey. That's what we're going to call it, just a new path. Yeah. That's where we're going. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Issa's Way, and be blessed.